Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. And welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. Once again, I'm your host, Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us. As I always say, regardless of what's going on in the world around us today. So today I'm excited about what God is doing. Um, a lot of things that he's doing. Number one, he woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. He making way out of no way for us to Amen. see another day. That's really something interesting to think about. God allowing us to see another day when somebody didn't get to see another day. Um, I know some of us really do honestly take that for granted. Some of us take for granted our freedom to do things. Uh, as a nation, uh, we, we, we take it for granted here in America sometimes of the freedom of choice that we have in some places. They don't, they don't have uh, the freedom of choice the way we do. So um, I'm excited about the freedom we have here that we could uh, enjoy the Lord. Now, bow your heads with me for a moment and let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those listening to this podcast, listening to this television broadcast, or however they're watching, by YouTube, Twitter, or whatever way they're watching. And here in this uh, message today on this Sunday, I ask that you touch every liberal soul and break every yoke in their life. Oh, God, meet the needs and your word. Heal, deliver, and make free. Break the yokes of bondage up on them and give them the deliverance they need in their lives. Save, deliver today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, those of you that are capable and able, you can visit our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org, and leave a prayer request. You can leave a uh, 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 testimony of what God is doing for you, and you also can become a partner. I help us along with the ministry. Get your Bibles. Today, I want to talk to you about an interesting topic that, uh, well, topics I also say it's interesting, but it's true. Most of it, they're very interesting about what God is doing for us. Um, I want to talk to you today about Rise Up. I want to yeah. talk to you about Rise Up. Um, one of the things that I learned that uh, we have to rise up in our lives and take control of our lives and what's going on with our lives because if you don't, no one else will. So today I want to talk to you about Rise Up. It's time to rise up. Rise up uh, 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 out of our ashes of uh, uh, troubles and pains and miseries and you receive what God has for us. Get your Bibles and go with us to John chapter 5. I will always read from the King James Version, John chapter 5 and verse... John chapter 5 and verse 11. And let's look at that verse and see what it says about rise up. All right. And it says the following. He answered that he made him whole. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Let me read it again. And he answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. 
Now, this verse is very script interesting because here's a man testifying to what God did. What the Lord Jesus Christ did is heal this man by ten and told him to take up his bed and walk. Now, you got to understand when you read the scripture here, this is at the pool of Bethsaida. And this man's been at this pool waiting to get healing. You no, know, here he missed the boat because he couldn't move. Couldn't get around, walk around. He had to wait till somebody picked him up and put him in the pool. But when you look at, yeah, but when you look at this scripture, the people, the leaders now is questioning the man. They knew the man was already crippled. But now they're questioning him. How in the world? Are you standing here talking to us? How are you able to tell us this? Who did this? And he said, the man that healed me told me, take up my bed and walk. And they said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did this man tell you to, uh, to walk? They were upset because I want to tell you something, people. Wherever you may be this, this afternoon or whatever time it is when you're listening to this podcast, podcast or watching this broadcast, I want you to understand something. Everybody's not going to be happy with you when God rise you up. When God changed your circumstances, they were happy when you were down and out. They were happy when you were discouraged. But don't stand up and take a stand. Don't rise up. For God, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't want that. They didn't want him to rise up. But the Lord Jesus Christ told that man, take up your bed and walk. Now, I want to, I want to take this a little further now. Amen. By the Lord taking up, telling this man to take up his bed and walk. This man was now able to be able to work for himself, do for himself, bathe himself. Close himself because this man couldn't do that before. Amen. But now that the Lord had came by and to heal this man and told him, see, he just didn't heal him. Amen. He told him to do something. And the man responded to that. The Lord told the man to take up his bed and walk on. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take up our bed and walk on. Forget about everything else. Forget about what you've been going through. Now you can walk in God. Now you can move in God. You got to rise up in God. Hallelujah. You got to rise up in what they bring healing and deliverance into your life. You have got to be the one to rise up and walk with everybody. Not going to be happy. Amen. You think, you know what? Speaking of that. A lot of times people give their life to the Lord, they get saved, and they go there excited, they go tell their family and friends, I got saved, I gave my life to the Lord, I'm saved. Now here come the devil and those friends. What you talking about, you got saved? Oh, please, you got a little religion, you'll be back hanging out with us, drinking, doing your thing with us again. Now you don't got saved, you know you got saved, but that's how the devil works, he's not happy, that's how he works, he's not happy. God. You gave your life to the Lord. He's not happy that you're saved. He don't want you to be saved. Oh, no. Well, you think you're going to jump up and down and be excited? Oh, I'm so glad you got saved. Oh, I say, no. Oh. 
They were mad with this man because the Lord Jesus Christ not only healed him, but told him to take up his bed and walk because this man would be able to do for himself, think for himself, act for himself. Amen. I'm telling you, beloved, people are happy for you until you're able to do for yourself. They'll even run something up and now you think you're so big and bad. No, I'm not big and bad. I'm just able to do for myself now. Amen. Praise God. You think they'll be jumping up and down for me. Because some people, to get praise and glory, are doing stuff for you why you can't do for yourself. But now that you can do for yourself, that glory and, and all that praise that he was getting for is gone. Amen. Come on. So when you look at this scripture, when you look at this scripture, the people was upset. But that man sure wasn't upset. He, was, he didn't care what they said. He was happy that he was healed because he was waiting at the water at that pool all this time and could never get his healing. But somebody got in that pool before. You got to really read the story about that pool. But only once in a year, the angel came down and troubled it. Right. So Amen. if you didn't get in it first, oh, you missed out. You hear this man there by that pool. And the Lord came. That's the difference about when the Lord steps in. I'm not talking about being a part of a religious organization. You could go to Holy Temple, Wimble Wobble. We could go to anything. I don't care about that stuff. I'm talking about when the Lord steps in and he moves on your life. Amen. Bring healing and deliverance in your life. I'm talking about when the Lord Jesus Christ steps in. Oh, my gosh. You should be excited about that. I am. That man was excited. He went into the temple talking. Now everybody, well, what in the world are you doing here? You're supposed to be over there at the old pool begging for somebody to help you. Now you're going to come in. A, now you're coming into our service. That's how people are. He was not going to rejoice with you that God done something. Do not expect everybody. And those of you in other countries that don't have the freedom like we have here in America and other countries. Stay strong in the Lord and in the spirit and the power of his might and let God work miracles in your behalf. But remember, everybody's not going to be happy. And I'm talking about some of your family and friends that you know. But you receive God's blessing. That's what's important. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. And let's talk a little bit more about Rise Up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> okay, now, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, now, look at uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 6. I'm getting excited here. Excited. I'm trying to stay calm. Okay, Luke chapter 6, verse 6 says, And he knew their thoughts and said to the man which was with, that had the withered hand, this is Jesus now, and he said, Rise up. And stand forth in the midst. And he rose up and stood forth. Look at the verse again. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he rose up and stood forth. Check this out. That sounds exciting, right? Well, it wasn't too exciting because the, the uh, scribes and the Pharisees was there. They, were, they wasn't interested in the Lord Jesus Christ doing zip, zero. 
So they think that they said, because he said uh, that he, the man was healed, that nothing else was going to happen. But the Lord said, being that he knew they thought, he said, rise up and stand forth in the midst of them and let them see what God has done. Because you got a lot of religious folks claiming they serve God, but yet they will not receive God. Oh my God. They claim that they serve God. They claim they know the scrolls, the scriptures. They know this, they know that. They could give you all this charisma and, and great religious talking, but when it comes down to God, they know that. They don't know the man. They don't know his ability to heal. They don't know his ability to deliver. They don't know his ability to break. Yep, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. And this was the problem with the scribes and the Pharisees. They were upset. They were upset because God healed this man. They were mad because Jesus committed a crime. Jesus committed a crime of healing someone on a Sabbath day. They were furious. How dare you come into this church on a Sabbath talking about you healing somebody? Who do you think you are? You know we don't heal nobody on a Sabbath day. That's what was the problem with them. They were trying to do the healing and deliverance when the healer himself was present. The healer, I'm telling you, there's certain religious organizations around the world that claim to know God. They do not accept or believe in divine healing. They don't believe that God healed nobody. They just want you to be religious. They don't want you to know God. They don't want you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. They just want you to be a part of their religious organization, but you got to rise up in God. And take a stand for him that you're going to live for God. They may put you out of a religious organization, but beloved, you got a home in heaven. It's not something to say, it's a fact. Because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you about God. About God. I'll come again and receive you unto myself. So you got in me. That religious organization is rejecting you because you're saying you're going to be saved. You believe in divine healing and God healed you. Tell them so what? You got to remember, you were born without that. When you came out your mother's womb, you wasn't in a religious organization. Maybe your mama was, but you wasn't. You didn't even know nothing about it. Isn't that something? You didn't know nothing about it. When you die, you won't be in that religious organization. You won't be going there every Sunday or Saturday or whenever they meet. But you're going to be dead. You're going to have entered into eternity. But they were upset that this man was healed on a Sabbath. And the Lord said, you think that's something big that I just healed him? Well, I'll tell you what. He tell the man, rise up and walk. Rise up and stand forth in the midst of them. Now they're going to see what they're going to have nothing to say. They were upset already that he healed a man on the Sabbath. The man got healed on the Sabbath. You would think they'd be rejoicing. Somebody got healed. We having service and somebody came in needed healing and God healed them. You think they'd be excited? No. You done violated their rules. Nobody do no such thing. On our service days, we collect our money and we give good messages and then we go. 
Ain't no specials. Nobody doing no miracles and stuff here. We don't want that stuff. They may not follow us no more because we don't do that. That's what happened. God healed this man through his son, Jesus Christ. Because remember, I always teach a fact. That Jesus only did and said what he heard and seen his father do. It's in the scriptures. I didn't write it. It's in there. People think Jesus came to talk about himself. That's not what the scripture said. Jesus came to talk about his father and do what his father did. A lot of people just religious lunatics. They don't know God's word. When you know God's word, you're going to obey God's word. It's just that simple. You have to know God's Amen. word. You have to read God's word. You can't obey it if you don't know it. That's just the truth. But people run around saying, I'm a Christian. In some countries, people secretly say they're a Christian. Don't be a Christian. Be a child of God. Because Christians today are just a tattoo you wear. Don't die. Don't don't get in your country. Don't die just to say that I'm a Christian. They're killing Christians. Don't die for being a Christian. Be die. You're going to die. If you're going to die, take a stand for God. And you're going to die for God. You're going to die as a child of God. Die the tattoo, say Christian. Anybody can be a Christian. It's just a name. It's just a title. They got murderers that are Christian. Oh, yes, they do. 18th and 19th century, they were running around a Christian murdering people because they wasn't Christian. Huh? They were running around murdering people. You're not a Christian, you're going to die. Well, I'd rather die because if I got to, I'm going to be killed for not being a Christian. Be descriptive. Get to understand that we got to rise up, first of all, against ourselves, our flesh. We got to rise up against our flesh because our flesh don't want to do right. Our flesh don't want to live right. Our flesh don't want to stand right. Our flesh don't want to talk right. We want to be just like the world. Yes, we do. Come on, come on, come on. We want to do everything the world do, and then we talk about we're going to heaven. Lies. Beloved, I don't care what country you live in. I don't care if you live in a 100% Muslim country, 100% atheist country. The bottom line is, if you want to spend eternal life with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and profess him before men that he's your Savior. That's the truth. Oh, God, I'm taking God sent help. He got to send help. He got to read that word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God has sent help. God can help you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't care because here in America, same people are around saying they're Christians and I don't live like one. So it's just to me, it's just a name and a title. But being a child of God or believe in Jesus Christ, then you're doing something. You accepting Christ as your personal savior and you're being a believer in Jesus Christ and the word of God and accepting what God works and you're doing something. Running around saying I'm a Christian don't mean nothing. Show me in the Bible where it says all Christians going to heaven. Show me. It's not there. There's no way in the Bible say Christians are going to heaven. It says that born again believers. <laughs> Don't let the media fool you with that. The whole Christians are going to heaven. It's a lie. It says born again believers. 
to as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even as them that believed on his name, not Christians. I'm a Christian. So? When you say I'm a born again, live again, believer in Christ Jesus, then I'm listening. When you tell me you say, not a Christian, I'm, I'm accepting you say, until you let your lifestyle show different. That's it. That's just the truth. Let's move on. Let's go to Acts chapter 12. And verse 7. Listen to this. Acts chapter 12, verse 7. And the angel, and behold, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise up quickly. And his chain fell off his hand. I'll read it again. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and said, Rise up. And he skilled me and rise him up and said, Rise up quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. Now you're talking about God. Last week I preached about angels. Here we got a story about an angel coming in to prison and bringing out Peter. Peter was uh, spending time while he was in prison praising and worshiping God and, and magnifying God for his greatness. The other prisoners thought he was nuts. This guy in prison with us, and he talked about he's worshiping his God. He's a, you know, you got to understand a prison is not no place where they got nice fancy beds and everything all comfortable. No, you may have dug and all that stuff, piss all over the place. Oh, yeah. But here's Peter praising and worshiping God, and then he went to sleep. Notice that he went to sleep. He was resting in the Lord. He was resting and sleeping in the Lord, resting his body. And what happened in the angel of the Lord came in. Hit him on the side and rose him up and said, him, Arise quickly. And the chains came off his hand. That's what God wants to do. God wants us to rise up so the chains that's in our lives will come off us that we'll be able to walk freely with God and obey what his word said. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, mama, shatarada, mama, shika, or mama, mama, yarada, mama, kaka. Hey, he wants us to rise up, mama, shika, or mama, mama, shakarada, nasho. He wants us to rise up in him, so all the chains on our life will fall off us. That we can serve him, glory, mama, shika, or mama, shaka. He wants us to rise up. So all those chains can fall off. The angels of the Lord are there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wherever you may be, beloved, the angels of God is there. You just don't see them. You got to rise up in God, stand on the word of God in faith, and let those chains that up you so you can walk free in God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You got to walk free in God. Hallelujah. You got to rise up. See, this, 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 this is why I keep trying to get people to understand something. This is not religion. I'm all for religion. I was raised religiously. Oh, yes, I was. I was raised in a Methodist church. We were raised religiously. 
My godfather was a pastor. In fact, both of my godfathers were pastors. I mean, a preacher. One was a pastor, one was a minister. One was from the Baptist church. Neither was saved. Neither, knew the, neither one knew the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sins. Not one of them. Not one of them could ever direct me toward God if they tried, because they didn't know him. But they were ministers. One was a pastor. He pastored for 50 years and never told a person that they must be born again. He just gave them the religious good stuff. So going to church don't save them. I know a lot of preachers hate me for this. I tell people, going to church can't save you. I know preachers say, don't tell them that. They don't want to come to church. Well, they don't need to come to church. You're not telling them the truth that they must be born again. They must repent of their sins. Not like must. Oh, my God. You know the scripture said that? Oh, my God. The word of God said, Jesus said this himself. He said, I come that you might have life. And that you might have a more. He did not say, I come to give you life abundantly. He did not say that. Because you must accept him. Amen. To obtain that abundance life. The Bible said, no good would, no good thing would he was withhold for them that walk uprightly before him. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of men the things that God prepared for them that love him. Do you love God? I'm not talking about being a your religious organization where you love the pastor and the brethren in the church or whatever, or the synagogue you go to. I don't care about that. But do you know, do you really love the living God? Are you really serving in the name of your ministry that you belong to? Don't mean nothing to me. What means something to me is when you're serving God truly and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Amen. You're doing something there. Because see, um, some of the holiness preachers, I'm a holiness preacher, but they feel that you got to be part of the holiness church to be saved. You got to be saved. Being part of a holy, holiness church organization has no saving power. The name of the ministry of heaven is tabernacle deliverance. We are Bible-believing, teaching, holiness church, holiness ministry. However, it has no saving power in that name. The saving power is in the name of Jesus Christ. That's where the saving power is. It's not in no name. It's not in Pastor Bernard Wells. When I stand before God, God is going to call me by my name, Bernard. Okay? He's going to ask me, what did you do with the ministry you were put in charge of? That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. I want to tell you something, beloved. You have to walk with God for yourself. Amen. Look at that verse real quick one more time. Verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And the chain, his chain fell off his hand. God wants to bring you out totally. Oh, that's what I like about God. God wants to bring you out, beloved. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care what the torture is. But God can bring you out. He's able. He's able. If you got a sneak to listen to this broadcast, God can make a way for you. Did you hear what I said? Y'all beloveds in uh, Brazil and uh, India and uh, uh, China that listen to the broadcast, God is able to save you if you allow him to. God is able to bring you out. He's able to do anything but fear. Something you got to understand is that you must, not might, 
You must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Savior. I don't care where you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care how rich or poor you are. <clears throat> your wealth is nothing to God. Let me pray for those that's watching TV broadcast right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I touch every liberal soul that's watching the te just television broadcast right now. Meet every need in their life. Break every yoke. Save, deliver, and make free. We claim victory and accept it in Jesus' name for them. Now let's move on. Let's now go over to Luke 8 and 54. Luke chapter 8, verse 50, 54. Luke chapter 8, verse 54. And it reads as follows. And he put them all out and took her hand and called her, saying, Maid, arise. I'll read it again. And he put them all out and took her, hand, took her by the hand and called, saying, Made arise. Now this is Jesus. This is the Lord Himself. Now He was called to a house where a young damsel died, young girl died. According to the flesh, she was dead. So Jesus went to the house. Listen to this. Jesus went to the house. He went there, and he said, "Okay, y'all." They say, "No, oh, she's already dead, my Lord." He said, "No, she's sleeping." And all the people that listen to this, all the people started laughing at him to scorn. What is this idiot talking about? The girl is dead. What is he talking about? So being the Lord himself, he knows everybody's thoughts. He put all of them unbelieving people out that room. Every single one of them. He put them all out of that. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you something about how God moved. In order for God to bring power and deliverance in your life, he got to get a little cuckoos away from you. He got to get a little crazy behind people, negative people away from you. He got to pull you out of that mess. You're not going to get your deliverance around them. They will do their best to keep you from getting delivered. And that's why Jesus put those people out that door. You hear me? Jesus put those people out that door. And he turned around to that young lady and said, May arise. She got up. Did you hear me? That's the thing about the Lord. When the Lord speaks, something takes place. The Lord told that young girl, made arise. And she got up. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all should be jumping up and down. The Lord rose that girl. Everybody was saying she was already dead. But the Lord, the Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher, and my thoughts are higher than yours. The Lord has higher thoughts than us. His ways are way up there. Amen, amen. That's why he doesn't come down to our level. We have to get our lives together, come up to him. Amen. That's why we got to go to him. They sing that song, I think I found the Lord here in America. I think I found the Lord. The Lord was never lost. It was you. Amen. But when you think about this, and this is where some of us feel, and it's the truth, the Lord is telling you to cut some of that people off so you can save them. You're holding on to them for their life. That's not trusting God. That's trusting those people. And that's why you can't get your deliverance. 
Oh, you ain't listening to me. Until Jesus put those people out that door, that girl wasn't going to rise. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. That young girl was going to lay dead in that bed because those unbelieving people stood there saying, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. Even with Lazarus, that's another one. What did family say? They went there to the tomb with Jesus. They did so. But what did they say? Oh, my Lord, his body stinketh. He's been in that tomb for three days. The Lord, like, what are y'all talking about? I'm the Lord of life. What are you talking about? What are y'all talking about? They didn't want to hear that. But you know what, Lazarus? They said his body stinketh. He's been in that tomb for three days. You don't want to go in there. The Lord was trying to tell him, I don't got to go in there. All I need to do is speak the word. Lazarus is not dead. He's sleeping. He's going to come right on out. Stand firm in your belief. If you know that God is a healer, stand firm. Don't, 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 don't give up your victory for some naysayers. Oh, y'all don't understand me today. Do not give up your stand for nobody. I know in some countries, they marry off your young women against your will. Stand firm in your belief in God. Let God bring some kind of deliverance to that mess. We need to stand on God's word and accept what God's word say, live or die. Because I want eternal life. If you want eternal life, you've got to stand on God's word. Standing on God's word doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It don't gonna mean it's going to be a piece of cake. It means you're standing on God's word. What did he say? That's that simple. When I had COVID and I laid in that bed, I could have died. My fever was over what, what, over 104? High fever, roasting alive. When I went to the bathroom and urinate, I couldn't believe what was coming out. I'm like, where is that? What is that? I ain't never seen you like that in my life, in my entire lifetime. I ain't never seen you like that in my life. I could have died. I'm telling you, I took a shower and the shower seemed like a monster trying to attack me. I mean, it sounds funny, but we laugh about it now. And I'm calling my wife. I'm calling her, help me, help me. I'm a big old guy. She's a little. <laughs> I'm calling her for help. <laughs> I'm calling my wife to rescue me now. At the shower, I was trying to take that shower today. I finally got to take a shower after being in the bed so many days. And I was trying to get in there and the, and the water coming out like a monster. I'm serious. I've never seen nothing like that. I'm saying, I'm calling my wife, come get me help. <laughs> I wasn't laughing back then, but I was scared to death. My mind was going everything. But the Lord stepped in and spoke to me one night and told me that he was going to take care of everything. I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. It's not some story I'm trying to soup you up with. This really happened. Because I was thinking I wasn't going to get the virus, but I got around the wrong person. Or the wrong person got around me and I didn't see. I wasn't paying attention. And I learned a lesson at that. I learned a lesson to that. All of us, I don't care how long you've been saved, you're still learning things, you're still learning about who God is, you never stop learning. Amen. 
You never stop learning who God is. I know a lot about God, but I learned something about that, how when you can't do nothing, it's just like the scriptures say, that you just got to let go and let God because it's not in your power to do nothing. So you got to have lived right before. And many preachers that died through COVID. Some of them were smaller than me, nice, six-pack guy, looking good, and they dead. God spared my life. He'd have to. I even asked her, why in the world did you spare my life? Why did you spare my life? Why? For what? I actually said that. For what? I ain't doing nothing major. Come to find out, check in the day on the podcast. I come to find out that we reach as far as China with the podcast. I, that's Praise God for that. Hallelujah. So somebody's being reached in other countries, in India and uh, uh, Brazil, and I'm, I'm excited. But we want to reach more people. But you got to rise up in God and allow God to rise up in your life every single day, not Sunday. Just read the scripture. Look at the scripture again. Let's look at the scripture one more time. Luke chapter 6. Uh, what was that? What was that? Luke chapter... 8 verse 54 says, and he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, made a ride. This is just something to think about. The Lord actually took this girl that was dead. Officially, she was dead already. He took her by the hand. He didn't care what the people said. You got to understand something about Jesus. He wasn't doing his own thing. That's where we're making a mistake. These preachers today are doing their own thing. They ain't doing what Jesus said. They're not doing what God the Father said. They got, they got all kinds of stuff in churches and, and synagogues. They got all they, everything they got to set up their way. God ain't even there. But Jesus, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. He took that girl hand and said, made a ride. And she wrote. Right. The other part of that scripture, part that you don't see, is that Jesus was only doing what he seen his father. Isn't that something? Jesus was only doing what he seen his father do. He heard his father do hear about his father healing people. He heard it, he seen it, and he knew what to do. The thing about Jesus is he knew who he was. Preachers today don't know who they are. They ask him, was my message good? Was it real good? You think it was God was in it? Jesus didn't have to do that. Anything Jesus said, he knew his father was there. Amen. That's the thing about Jesus. That's the thing about the real prophet. They knew when God was there. They didn't run around and say, you think God is with me? You think God heard me? Do you think that message I just said was from God? They knew that God was with them. They rose up and God rose up in them. Oh, y'all got to get this thing down in your gut. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 20. Let's go to Psalms 20. Let's go to Psalms 20 and verse 8. 
I want you to listen to this. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen up and stand upright. I'll read it again. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. That's the Lord's doing. When everybody else is going down the tubes, God will rise you up and you will still stand upright. When all the smoke clears from everything you're going through, all those bad trials, yes, Lord. When you're going through all those bad trials and tests, and everybody doing all this mess, when the smoke clears, God's going to rise you, and you're going to stand upright. But another thing that the Lord just brought to me about, the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, hallelujah. They were thrown in that fiery furnace, and the Lord got in that fiery furnace. And the unique thing about that, hallelujah, they seen the three, four of them in the fiery furnace. And now they're saying to the king, we threw three in there, but we see four. And I don't know why they still walking around. They should be already been burnt to death. And to bring them out. And they came out, and the king was astonished, shocked. Everybody was shocked. Everybody was like, oh, my God. Why aren't y'all burnt up? Because the Lord of glory stepped in. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord of glory stepped in and rose them up in the midst of that fire. That's why I keep telling you people, and y'all don't listen to me when I keep telling you, stop telling everybody your testimony and wait for God to direct you to give the, your testimony to somebody that need it. Everybody don't need to hear your testimony. They don't. And you cause them to miss out on other blessings by you telling them your testimony. And some of the people you tell your testimony, they're going to stop talking to you because they found out what you used to do. Hmm? I tell that to gay men all the time and uh, uh, women out of the a prostitute and stuff. Don't tell everybody your business. If God saved you from being a homosexual, a drug addict, a gambler, or whatever, keep your mouth shut like the Hebrew boys. Nobody knew they were in the fire. Nobody knew there was no smoke on them. God rose them up out of that fire with no smoke smell on them. No burnt on their car. Cold. Why? Because he wanted to let know people what he is capable of doing. He'll take the smell out of your clothes. Did you hear what I just said? He'll take the smell out of your clothes. Oh, glory to God. Stop telling everybody your testimony. I see people running around there. Right, let me tell my testimony. You don't need to tell your testimony. You need to shut up. And let God direct your path. He said in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. I don't tell everybody my testimony. It's not great. Neither. It ain't no meaning. But when the Lord leads me, I'll tell it. I was watching uh, 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 one of the pastors I watched on TV. And she was telling about her testimony. She was telling some of her testimony. She had breast cancer, blah, blah, blah. If she never told it, I would have never known. It was just time for her to tell it. But you can't tell your business everywhere. That's not why you say you bragging on the glory by yourself that God brought y'all in. That's not about you. Amen. This message today is rise up, rise up in God and let God speak and use you for his glory, not yours. Be used for God's glory. Be used to glorify God. Be used to lift up Christ Jesus, not yourself. Look at Psalms 20 and 8 again, one more time. 
The Southern Mercy and they are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright in the midst of everything. God, God can still have you stand. Oh, God can have you stand in the midst of everything going wrong. Your bills going wrong. People want to throw you out because you say you say they don't want to deal with you no more. But God can bring you through. People talk about I'm a Christian. I met a man years ago. You know what he told me? I was out witnessing in Georgia. Uh, my brother-in-law and them, they lived in Georgia and his church, blah, blah, blah. I went down there to the revival and stuff, and we were out on a Saturday giving our track. And I was talking to one of talking to this man, and I was stunned at what this man said. He said, I told him, Jesus love you. He said, let me tell you something. I was born a Baptist, and I'll die a Baptist. I said, you're a Baptist liar. Oh, I don't bite my tongue. He was lying. I said, because ain't nobody born with no tattoos say they're a Baptist, a Methodist, a Pentecostalian, Catholic, atheist. Come on, stop that lie. Do you know nobody's born an atheist? I don't care if they have atheist appearance. They have nothing to do with that. No one is born a Baptist. No one is born a Methodist. No one is born a Presbyterian. No one is not born none of that. We grow into that. We're taught that. We don't, we ain't born that. I know people run them that number. People say, you also hear this one. He was born with a golden silver spoon in his mouth. No, he wasn't. He would have died and choked to death. Might as well tell the truth. He was born with a golden spoon in his mouth or a silver spoon in his mouth. No, he wasn't. He would have choked to death. Okay. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna show you an example. I just drank that water. This is 16 ounces of water in this Poland Spring bottle I just showed y'all. Okay, just imagine, I'm coming out of my mother's womb with a bottle, 16 ounce bottle of water. I would have been dead already. How am I gonna hold it? Come on, let's stop this foolishness. I'm straight up. I don't beat around the bush. I know I'm not like, who cares? Long as Jesus like me, that's all I care about right now because he's the one I gotta give account for. I'm terrified of him. I ain't terrified of you. I fear him that could destroy both the body and soul. Okay, so the scripture said, they are brought down and fallen, but we are risen up and stand upright. You got to make sure you living right. You got to make sure you rising up in Christ Jesus. People go to work. Oh, that's another thing, beloved. Rise up on your job and do your job. <laughs> A lot of y'all go to work say, I ain't doing nothing today. I'm mad with them. You know what? There's millions of people waiting to get your job. And they'll be more than happy to do that lousy job that you say pay you lousy. I want a raise. Well, the boss say you ain't giving you a raise. Read your Bible. Say promotion comes from God. He'll give you a promotion. God give unsaved people a promotion suit. Don't live in lies. If they do the work, he's going to give them a promotion. People got this all twisted up. Amen. He said, I reign on it just as well as unjust. Do your job. Do you know what our problem is? We just not faithful to God. You're not. When you go to work, your job is also ministry. When you're home, oh, I'm going to really get y'all now. When you're home, your home is ministry. Your female preachers, when you're home, your husband is in charge of that home, if you have a husband. You, you've got to tell the truth. The truth don't make us feel good, beloved. It never makes us feel good. The truth, first of all, let me correct that. 
the truth is not a feeling in the first place. I don't know why you're trying to feel good. Amen. You confuse them with the power of God, the anointing of God, and all you confuse them all that stuff. Because the truth right here in this book is already settled in heaven. This book is not a feel. Can you feel your Bible? Do you, do you feel your Bible? Do you feel on this inside of you? You can't feel this book on inside of you. You can feel the spirit of God inside you. This is the truth that's written. This is the written truth. Jesus Christ inside of you is the living truth. Okay? The word of God that's written in this book is not going to make you feel good. It's going to tell you to get right, come out of your mess, and you're saved. The Bible said that you see the light. Woo -doo 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 -doo. Walk therein. Rise up and come out of your mess. Rise up and come out of discouragement. Rise up and stop lying. Stop prostituting yourself with your friends. Oh, yeah, you could do that with your friends. You do whatever your friends want you to do. Stop prostituting yourself with your friends and live right for God. Friendship with the world is an enemy against God. I'm serious. We really got to rise up in God and be godly. We do. We got to really be willing to rise up in God and be godly. Let's move on. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Always King James Version. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 and verse 6. Listen to this. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but which as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I'll read it again. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Here's a story about a man that begged for elms, which is money in our terms. That was in the temple. Peter was with John, and they're going into the temple. And the man said, hey, give me some elms, elms, please, elms, please, give me some elms. <clears throat> Come on, y'all see people. What are you getting for money? Some are legit, some are not. Peter did something unique. Peter turned around and looked at that man and said, silver and gold, I ain't got none. But what I do have, I'll give unto thee. Now the man's excited now. He's going to give us something. He said, but in the name of Jesus Christ, another rise up and walk. Mm. That shook the very foundation of the man. Did you hear what I said? What he said, and what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of where Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That man got up and started walking. <laughs> that man got up and started walking, beloved. People go to church every day. They go to church discouraged and come home discouraged. They go to church the next day 
and come back discouraged. They go home defeated. They left home defeated. They go to the church, they feel good, hear some good music, good singing, some good preaching, and after that's over, they go home the same way. But I say unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and rise out of your mess. Rise out of that mess you in. Rise out of the spirit of discouragement. Rise out of the spirit of defeat. And accept victory in Jesus. Amen. That's up. To rise up. Oh my gosh, you should be excited. Uh, if I was in the church building, I'd probably be running around preaching and the people be jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? Here's the shocking part about that. If I was in the church building right now. Here's a shocking part. Ninety percent of those people will go home the same way. They you know why? Because they're just hearing. They're just hearing, and they're not intaking. They're not receiving. They be like, "Ooh, oh, yeah, Pastor, woo, woo," but they're not receiving. Amen. You got to accept and receive what you hear from God. You have to accept God wants you to rise up. I can preach about rise up till my hair turn purple. Until people accept that God wants them to rise up in him, it ain't doing nothing for them. But it'll be some little ditty about sitting in the back of the church that everybody make fun of. They'll accept that word today. Rise up and they'll rise up in God and rise up in faith and move forward. And then everybody trying to figure out how did they do that? Because they accepted the word of God. They accepted the message from the man of God. And God got on inside them and choked them what to do for their life. It's just unique. What I, one another thing I like about God, you actually have a book to write about all the things I like about God. I, I often tell things. One of the things I like about God, he gives us the opportunity individually. He gives us the opportunity to hear the word individually. Amen. You may go to a synagogue. You may go to a temple, you may go to a church, and you hear somebody preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the whole unique thing is, you can receive it personally. You can receive the gospel of Jesus Christ for you, and then it can take root in your life, and you receive blessings and deliverance, jokes, broken miracles. Oh my gosh! Because you received the word of God. If you go to your your place of worship. And you spend your time while you're there looking about who's dressed this way, who got that, and who that. You ain't getting nothing from God because you went there for the wrong reason. The most anointed man of God on the planet could come there and preach. You won't receive nothing because you're going to be looking around everybody else. They'll be preaching the word and the gospel. And you'll miss what God has for you because you're running around by everybody else. I've seen people do it. I've seen people miss out on blessings. I've missed out on some blessings in my life, too. Oh, yes, I have. A lot of those blessings, you, they only came once, and it's gone. I ever never get them again. And there's some good blessings I've caught. This word of God never changes. God rise some up. God rise us when everybody's falling down to the ground. God lifts us up. Oh, yes, he does. He lifts us up.
Peter knew that he didn't have no gold, no silver. He had none of that. But he had something greater than to offer that man that was begging for him. That's something to think about. Now, Peter could have said, well, I ain't got no money or nothing I can do for you. But Peter didn't say that. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Oh, my gosh. That's just something. Amen. Jesus wasn't even present there in the body. Oh, my God. We got to rise up in God. It's just amazing. It is to me. It's amazing how God used these men to speak the word with authority and things took place. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Psalm 41. Psalm 41 and verse 8. Listen to this. An evil disease say they cleaveth fast unto him. And now he lieth and he shall rise up no more. I'll read it again. An evil disease, an evil disease say they cleave fast unto him. And now he lieth and he shall rise no more. Well, beloved, that's what friends will tell you sometimes. They'll talk amongst each other. Oh, she down and out. She ain't going to be able to do nothing. She's not going to be able to go. She can't do nothing for herself now. Oh, she ain't going to never get back up. She's going to die. They don't speak in your demise. But here's the thing. You know something they don't know. You know the living God. Did you hear what I said? They don't know what you know. That you know the living God. He'll rise you up out of the merry clay. He'll rise you up out of the, that divorce. He'll rise you up out of that, that, that kidney operation. He'll rise you up. He'll rise you up victoriously. Hallelujah. God will rise you up victoriously while other people talking about you behind your back. God will get the glory. And they'll be saying, I can't believe that. How could this happen? Because God's in control of your life, not you. That's a difference. There's a difference when God is in control of your life and you are, because you're going to make the decisions you think are best, but God can make the best decisions for you. Oh, yeah, I ain't saying nothing. See, when you're in control of your own life, you're going to make decisions that you think are best for you. However, if God is in control of your life, he's going to make the best decision for you because he knows your future and your end. That's the difference, beloved. When you rise up in God, he'll make the right decisions for you. He'll put you in the right spot at the right time. I'm not making this up. I go through things just like everybody else. Amen. Oh, yes, I do. Some things I'll never tell you. i tell you this much. I have confidence in God. I have confidence in God that God will keep bringing me through. It does. Sometimes it don't look like nothing happens. But God, oh, my God. When we trust him, when we lean on him, when we believe in him, when we live for him, when we love him, oh, beloved, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered the hearts of men to think God prepared for them that love him. Oh, that's, that scripture alone blows me away. I'm going to get mine. I don't care what y'all do. 
Y'all don't ever have to watch the broadcast again. Y'all don't ever have to say anything. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm going to get my blessing. Y'all don't want to get your blessing. That's your business. But I'm rising up in God. In 2022, this ministry is going to grow further. We're going to reach more people. God's going to open more doors. I'm speaking in faith that God is going to perform great things for us in 2022. I don't have to see it. I know what God is capable of doing. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not blind. There's no good, I'm telling you, there's no good thing that God ever holds for. Right now, our broadcast is generally, the TV broadcast is generally in the United States. In 2022, we'll be worldwide. We're already worldwide with the podcast. God, in front of us, there's no one can touch us, okay? God will bless you. God will lead you. God will guide you. And you will be a success in God. Now, I'm not talking about self-centered success. I'm talking about glorifying God, magnifying God, worshiping God, and allow God in your daily life. Not just when you go to church, you clap your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about your daily life. You praising God by the life you live each day. You have to work on yourself. Sometimes when you're alone, you got to put yourself in check so you don't walk outside of God's will. Because, you know, when we're alone, we do our own thing. When nobody around, we think we're psyching God. But we got to live right all the time. Look at that verse. <clears throat> Psalm 41 and 8 says, a e And an evil disease, they say, cleaveth fast unto him. Now he lieth. Now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. And they, they people, I'm telling you, beloved, People will put you in the grave. I had somebody call me years ago, and this is a fact. I couldn't believe they said that. They had the nerve to call me. You know what they asked me? When they called me, they said, somebody told me you were dead. <laughs> I said to them, you calling me to ask me if I'm dead? I can't be too dead if I'm talking to you, right? I mean, come on. That's, that's how people think. I'm not joking. They actually called me that to find out whether I was dead or not. Well, if I was dead and I answered the phone, I, I sure would have sure woke them up. <laughs> but that's how people are. People think of your demise before your success. I'm not making this up. Man always had this thing to look look lower at another person. I was, re I was watching a movie or reading something, and they were saying that um, they considered poor people inhuman. People that had money. They consider poor people inhuman. They wasn't human because they was poor. I'm, so, I'm serious. And they got people like that today. Because they're rich or wealthy. You ain't see somebody that's poor. They don't even really know what poor means. <clears throat> A lot of people think poor means you don't have no money. That's not poor. You just don't have no money. Poor means, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm solve a big mystery today. <clears throat> people say, <clears throat> So-and-so is poor, right? They say so-and-so is poor. Then you ask them, how you know they poor? They ain't got no money. That's not being poor. Poor means <clears throat> you have nothing. You have no food. You have no shelter. You have no home. You have nothing. You might only have a pair of shoes. It may not have no shoes. You're poor. A person that have $500,000 debt is not poor. A person that have a $100,000 debt is not poor. 
A person that $50,000 debt or $15,000 debt is not bought. You have to do something to get that debt. If you got $10,000 credit card debt, you had to get credit card to get that debt. You ain't bought. You had to get you had to get credit oh, Come on, come on. You had to get those credit cards to run up that debt. And just don't have the money to pay it. You wasn't poor. You first of all had to have enough credit to get that. So you ain't poor. You live in a house. You live in an apartment. You ain't poor. Get the poor mentality out of your mind. Stop letting tell. I believe in all these lies. Oh, these are poor people. They talk about uh, 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 minority people, black people, Spanish people. Here in America, they talk about it's like garbage. Oh, they're the poor people. They got more, more white poor people than they got a well, black they'll ever have. They have more white people on welfare in the United States than they have ever have black people. Period. Okay? I know, I know the media super everybody up with those lies, but you need to get the facts. And being poor doesn't mean that that's your whole life. You can rise out of poverty through Christ Jesus. I ain't talking about no lotto. I said through Christ Jesus. Hmm. The Bible said, God said, the poor be with us always. For some people, this is just the truth. They're going to be poor. But God wants us to rise up out of our own personal poverty and spiritual poverty. See, some people have spiritual poverty. They poor, but they got naturally, they got, they living well. But spiritually, they poor. God wants to rise them out of spiritual poverty. God wants to rise up out of our spiritual poverty and walk with him faithfully and be a blessing. See, God wants us to be a blend, to be a blessing. It's a blessing to bless somebody. Amen. It's a blessing to bless somebody else. That's why the scripture says here in verse 8, an evil disease shall they say, cleave it unto him. Now he live and shall rise no more. But God has always had the last say with his people. Oh, he's always had the last say. I don't care what nobody say. People used to talk about me like a dog because I had a problem here. Aha, uh -huh. God had the last say. I'm still here. I'm in my life. <laughs> God will always have the last say, beloved. Always. Let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, beloved. And verse 2. Listen, listen to this. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be upon thee. Let me read it again. Listen to this one more time. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be upon thee. That's heavy. Think about that, beloved. In the midst of everything going on, everybody talking about how gloomy the world is. You turn on the news, 
It's nothing but gloom, me, gloom, me, gloom, me, racism, hatred, malice, oh, madness. You turn on the news, go online and watch the news, madness. You're holding your head, there's so much madness out there. You go to the world, you go to work, they're talking about cutbacks and this and that. But Psalm Isaiah 60, verse 2 said, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be upon thee. I'm telling you, I know for a fact I had a friend years ago. It was a great lesson to me. He worked in a company back in Wall Street just during the 80s. When uh, uh, I don't know if you remember back in the 80s, they had a, a, a stock fall. Uh, the economy fell. People was jumping out of those offices in the Wall Street. They, I mean, they were literally jumping out of the windows, commit suicide because now all their money was gone and everything was gone. And guess what? My friend. My friend. Put in for a, a, a raise. <laughs> he told the testimony. He said, well, everybody was committing suicide. Company was firing everybody. He put in for a raise. At that very time, he not only got a raise, he got a promotion. <laughs> I said, what? Said, yeah. I said, what did you do? He said, well, here's what I did. I wanted to raise. So I acted on faith. I said, what you mean? He said, what I did. I started paying more money in my tithe as if I actually had that amount of money. What? He said, I started paying more tithe. I was paying if I made that salary. I was paying tithe the amount, my 10% as if I was making that much money every week. I said, it blew me away. It blew me away. I, I was stunned because this guy was acting in faith. Nobody knew. He started paying tithes as if he was making that new salary that he wanted. But he didn't know he was going to get a promotion. He got a raise and a promotion. And he got to get him this fabulous apartment. Wow. I was shocked. I went to the apartment. Was fabulous. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, he didn't run around the church say, I'm going to give $100 more every week. I'm going to give him. He didn't say, he never said nothing. The Bible said what you do in secret will be rewarded openly. And it was rewarded openly. Beloved, rise up and walk in God. Rise up and follow the scripture while all the darkness and gloominess is going around. God will rise upon you and shine upon you. I don't care what's going on. That's not your business. When we, look, when we do God's business, when we be about our father's business, we don't pay that nonsense no more. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. People talk about that. But think about this. You know the best thing? You know, Maxie, you know what's the best thing about people talking about me? One know the best thing is? It's that at least they think about me. <laughs> at least they think about Because if they wasn't thinking about me, they wouldn't talk about it. Let's move on. Let's go to go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. 
Luke chapter 17 and verse 19. Listen to this, beloved. Luke chapter 17, verse 19 says, And he said unto him, Arise, thy faith had made thee whole. I'll read it again. And he said, Arise, and he said unto him, Arise, thy, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Beloved, that's what I'm telling you today. Arise! Your faith in God is going to make you whole. Go thy way and live for God. Go thy way and receive God's blessing. Go thy way and receive God's deliverance. Go thy way and help somebody else. Ah, it's not just about you, beloved. It's about us helping other people. Every day, every Wednesday and Friday, Sunday, I get up to do Bible study. I preach on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do it all the time. I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't pretend. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my flesh is saying, oh, leave me alone. I'm serious. I don't want to be bothered, leave me alone. That's flesh. But the spirit man saying, you're gonna get your behind up and you're gonna do what you're supposed to do. And I'm okay, okay, okay. We have to rise up in faith. Let our spiritual man lead us. Our flesh gets us in too much trouble. Our flesh calls us to walk outside of God's will. Lust after things we shouldn't have and don't need. Gotta let our spiritual man guide. The Bible said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. He ignites it. You got to rise up in God and walk with him. Amen. You got to rise up and do what you've been called to do before God. Everybody been called to do something. Everybody ain't called to preach. Some people call to pray for people. Some people call to give money. Some people call to give love. Don't get the wrong idea about love. Are we talking about God kind of love? Agape, not eros love. Okay, so there's different things to help people, help the widows. Everybody's not called to preach. There's a government of the church. People have to run the government part of the church. Everybody's not doing I know everybody remember, I want to be a preacher. Everybody, you got 500 preachers in the church. What? Who runs the church? Nobody. Who runs the office? Nobody. Everybody preaches. Nobody can. Nobody can. There's no time. Everybody preaches. Nah, nah, nah. That's confusion. But beloved, you personally have to rise up in God. You personally have to rise up. And be what God wants you to be. You can't be what other what other people are. Get it out your head. You got to be who God wants you to be. That's why you got to get to know God for yourself. You can't get to go know God according to other people. That's why I tell people about telling their testimony. You screw people up when you do well. Keep pushing your testimony down their throat. And think having people think that if they just got saved or getting all the Lord. And you constantly tell them your testimony. Yeah, their salvation isn't based off of you. I'm serious. I used to be a counselor. Uh, I used to be a, a Christian counselor, and I counseled people at the church and stuff. Well, when I, when I was back in Tabernacle, when we was coming up, and I've learned a lot because some of the counselors were telling the people their testimonies, confusing the people. 
well, I did this when I first got saved, and I did that when I got saved, and this is what I do. And so they confuse the people. So the people think they're supposed to be like that. Uh, we are not doing duplication of robots. I'm sorry. It's just not that. The Bible says, as you see tonight, walk in. We do not teach people to follow our testimony. We teach people to follow the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where the saving power Amen. is. That's where the deliverance is. Now you being like me. As I told the story a couple of times about the young man years ago, about 30 years ago. I was standing in the tabernacle with a couple of brothers talking to something. And this young man, I didn't know who he was. He came up to me and said, I heard you are highly known in man of God. I want to be just like you. I looked at him like he was nuts. I don't say, I don't know who told you that. I don't know being on all that highly anointed. And number number two, you don't want to, you don't have no idea what I've been through. You don't want to be, you want to be like Jesus. You don't want to be like me. You don't, you, you just don't know. Okay? You have no clue who you're talking to. I'm sorry, he didn't. I wasn't saved like I'm saved now. I was saved. But I didn't know what I know. I would get upset about things. No, I didn't curse people out. I never, I didn't do that kind of stuff when I was saved. I got saved. I didn't do that. But what happened was I will get upset. I'll cut you off. I could be real mean and cut you off back then. I didn't want to talk to you. I don't God had to deliver me from a lot of things. But the young man was ignorant. Because whoever told him that, I never found out who told him, and I didn't know him. He was ignorant of one thing. You ain't supposed to be trying to pattern after nobody but Jesus Christ. If anybody tells you something, be like songs. Oh, no, be like Christ. Get in that word of God and find out what Christ Jesus was like. You want to get in connection with God, not, not some human being. Amen. You can have respect for me. You should respect me because I respect you. There's nothing wrong with you admiring me, but you know why you want to be like me? No. No. I admire a lot of preachers. I watch, Some preachers I watch on TV don't even know I watch them. And I admire them. They don't even know. They, they never heard of me. They never met me. Matter of fact, one I sent an email, they never even emailed me back. They probably didn't even get to read the email. But I, I, I like some messages and I listen to them when I can. I was so upset the other day. I had to be out later because one was coming on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I wanted to catch him. I had to try to rush back to catch you. You got to understand why am I telling you this? Because it's part of you rising up. Can't be idolizing people and putting them before God. You idolize these movie stars and stuff. You don't know how nasty they live. Got to get to know God according to the word. Today, the message was rise up. What are you going to do? What do you really want to do? You just want to watch gospel preaching and listen to gospel songs. And, but do you want to really rise up in God and be somebody in Him? Go somewhere in God. God, I always tell people God has a plan for them. I don't know what the plan is. He ain't told me nothing. Yeah, sometimes He may use me in prophecy, whatever. I don't, I don't want to know everybody's business. I got to take care of mine. Uh, you 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 have to um, want to rise up, rise out of what you're going out doing. You're gonna have to have God help you with that. But the truth, you know, the truth. The truth is sometimes you could try to talk to people about what you're going through, and they just don't understand. They just don't click. It's like some people. My wife was telling me about a young lady that worked on her job. All right. She was telling me the young lady was nice and all, but she just could never understand the work. They had to transfer out. 
She had to be transferred to another department. She just couldn't understand the word. My wife told me in a certain way, you have to understand these documents a certain way. If you can't understand them documents, you can't work there. Because you're in serious business. But the whole thing is it's the same thing. Everybody's not going to understand what you're going through. And, and, and going to them is just a waste of breath. I'm telling you, you could tell some things about you and get all twisted up. That's why a lot of times you got to go to God. I'm dead serious when I say that. You have to go to God. So today, if anybody's here that's watching this broadcast or will watch it in the future and don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, here's a moment for you to get to know him personally and rise up. Bow your heads and though you don't know Christ as your Savior, let's pray. Read a sinner's prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you. Come on, pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I accept you now. I thank you for dying and rising on the third day, sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for saving me right now and coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, beloved. You can still go to the website Tabernacle Deliverance. One, oh, one, two, three. I'm getting it. It's www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. And you can leave a prayer request, testimony, or become a partner. Also, also, before we go, uh, those of you in the United States, uh, Canada, if you want to listen or watching, if you want to go, uh, go to the play that we're going to be going to see, you can go to the website, uh, the tabernacledeliverance.org. The tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and you can click on where it's, the page say either says play or theater play. Click on that link, and you'll see it'll take you right to all the information about the play in April 2022. And we'll be going to the seats are limited. If you want to go, please, you've got to go there now and check out it now and, and book your seat now because they're going to be gone because people want to go. Okay, I'll see you on Wednesday night for Bible study. If you can make Bible study at 8.15 on Wednesday night, I'll see you back here on Sunday, next Sunday. Remember, you got to rise up to walk.